0: Hey guys, welcome to From Miles Away, a completely student-run podcast where we tell personal stories from students all over the world. We all go to the same international boarding school. And boy, do we have some stories to tell. So So stay sustainable, open-minded, and give our podcast a try. Hello listeners, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast From Miles Away. Um, We're going to have a special guest with you as we do every week. Can you introduce yourself for us, please?
1: Um, hey guys, my name is Hailey. I come from Kyrgyzstan. Today I'm going to be talking about the tensions that arose in the recent years in uh, the Xinjiang province in China between um, Muslims and um, the Chinese government.
0: Alright, so it's interesting that you're from Kyrgyzstan, but you're going to be telling us about a province in China. Can you explain how this happened?
1: It's interesting that you asked me, yeah. Um, that area, the province, was not um did not belong to mainland china Um, that area is known to be a turkic area the indigenous people are known to be turkic and um, that area always had um, a muslim background my father's side of the family they come from that area well actually they are in that area Um, I only know my grandparents, Um, I've had contact, I've seen and talked to that family, they've come, they've been, well, they stopped coming here because of those um, conflicts and we stopped hearing them in the recent years.
0: Uh, That's interesting. So um, the Xinjiang province was not originally China. How long ago was it that it was not a part of China?
1: I can't say for sure, but uh, 500 years, maybe.
0: Okay, okay. I don't know so can you tell us more about what happened
1: so first of all the tensions the tension was always there um, we do not know whether the uh, Chinese government intended um, those uh, camps re-education camps to be for Muslim people because the tension was always political in a sense that that area wanted to um, regain its Turkic uh, culture and somewhat be separated from China. And um, those conflicts and that tension I felt when I was a child, so whenever, um, so I have this aunt who is a Kyrgyz singer, and uh, she would always come and perform um, in Kyrgyzstan, but she lived in um, China in that province and every time she would come um, every year the security around her increased for some reason. Um, The last year that she came uh, she was not allowed to leave her hotel room at all and she was always accompanied by um, Chinese security officials. Um, It's concerning, yes, uh, we did not uh, understand why um, it was happening then but now I can say for sure that my family was always monitored and that uh, relationship between uh, Kyrgyzstan which is um, yeah which is a Turkic uh, country and um, that province yeah it was monitored heavily
0: can you tell us a bit about a bit more about the Turkic culture
1: the Turkic culture well in a sense um, in um, Xinjiang province 3 subcategory of um, that Turkey culture uh, kind of exists and dominates. Um, there are the Uyghurs, uh, Kazakhs, Kyrgyz people, and also uh, Uzbeks and the Stans in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, there are huge villages, um, there were uh, huge villages and uh, huge uh, buildings dedicated to uh, people with that culture. and. Um, China did say that that area is allowed to have religion and they're allowed to express themselves in their culture.
0: And what makes you to believe that these uh, re-education camps are bad?
1: First of all, we do not know for sure if they're bad. Hmm. However, because personally I've experienced um, losing contact with uh, my family members um, that are there, we can say for sure that they're trying to isolate them. And um, yeah, so it's, it's a matter of religion, in a sense, because um, there have been documents and evidence resurfacing around the world, actually. Um, maybe some people received messages, photos on their phones or something, a cry for help. Uh, However, yeah, they've been um, showing signs that um, men uh, are not allowed to wear beards. uh, They're not allowed to go to mosques and um, they're not allowed to uh, carry out their five times a day prayer that um, Yeah, uh, in Islam they have to in a sense. They're not allowed. They're restricted to uh, follow their religion and um, also there are allegations of uh, yeah, human rights violations. People are forced to eat pork. And even outside those camps, um, people are closely monitored. And as you know, um, the Chinese surveillance system is very um, uptight I mean, uh, strong in a sense that, yeah, they have uh, security they uh 24 7 they have face recognition cameras installed everywhere and in addition to that uh security of like having actual armored people around they also have that and um yes with that and i mean you can say that they may be good uh the chinese government has been reporting Uh, many terroristic attacks um, from that uh, yeah, from the side of Turkic uh, people and uh, yeah, uh, in the recent years however It is well known that um, the people are sent into those uh, camps, re-education facilities uh, without any trial um, and children, so There have been many accounts of uh, parents that uh, tried to run away, and they did. Um, They ran away to mainly Turkey and Kazakhstan and Russia. Uh, They've given personal testimonials where uh, they describe how um, the children um, are the main priority and um, they have uh, camps, facilities uh, for children where they're taught Mandarin and um they're taught to basically forget their culture and uh yeah most of the children uh now can be considered fully chinese and they're integrated into uh chinese families
0: would you believe the implications of this are for the chinese living in kyrgyzstan um
1: the implication is well it is well known that many countries actually now are in huge debt to China for building roads, highways. Um, I know for sure that in Europe, uh, in some of the uh, poorer parts of Italy, for instance, um, they've taken up uh, the building of some ports and restoration and stuff. And that of course, um, and they've been doing that in Kyrgyzstan for many years now, Uh, all of our highways, roads, markets, um, enormous shopping malls are built um, by Chinese companies, and our government is in debt at least um, for like three billion dollars, and in a sense that this tiny third world country, Kyrgyzstan, will not be able to pay off that debt with the demographics of like, uh, yeah, uh, and stuff.
0: Would you, do you would you say that you feel a bit powerless as a state in terms of the conflict with China if you would call it a conflict?
1: It is not a conflict in a sense it's a power battle yeah. and obviously the most powerful will take over and yes I do feel helpless in a sense that I, I've, I'm I, i seeing how things are progressing like uh, I've, I'm already getting uh, a huge amounts of, uh, I don't know, uh, in my Kurdish media, I get a lot of uh, news on how Kurdish people in different countries, in Russia, in uh, Kazakhstan, everywhere, they're, uh, yeah, they're uh, getting arrested uh, because they've spoken against that. They've said, hey, so I have uh, relatives in that area they're gone, they're, they've gone missing. I don't know where they are. And, um, because there's so much evidence on huge villages, uh, of Muslim people, uh, of, uh, people that have been living there, just, uh, disappearing, um, off the satellites and, uh, getting destroyed. They're saying, Hey, so something must be going on there. And, uh, we must try to protest against that. And they've, yeah, they've been getting arrested. Um, we don't know where they're getting, uh, taken to and the media, international media, of course, there was a time, um, there was a period of time when they, uh, covered it. However, now it's, um, only what, like one, uh, news release, a, a, a month or something.
0: So even though the media has uh, stopped covering the issue, do you think it has gotten any better since then?
1: Well, from what I've discussed with uh, people living in China, um, they've been saying that uh, those people from the camps graduate. And graduate meaning that they uh, are not religious anymore. They um, yeah, The proof is that they started eating pork and... Stop going to like uh, religious places and um, yeah, and um, they've been yeah they've been speaking um, Mandarin only, uh, stop speaking their language. So that region is known for um, its kind of specific Turkic language, which just rooted from all Uyghur, Kazakh, Kyrgyz uh, words kind of blended in together and. Yeah, I mean, they say they're happier in a sense that they economically develop um, and they bring, of course, they bring profit to that region because they speak Mandarin, because they are now kind of workers um, dedicating themselves to the Chinese government. Yeah, they would be profitable citizens in a sense.
0: Right. So uh, unfortunately, we're running out of time. So I'm going to have to thank you for the insight that you gave us and the new perspective that you brought on this issue. And I just want to say thank you to the viewers for tuning in. And hopefully next week, we'll have an even better story to share. Bye. Bye.